0: Welcome back everybody to our sermon recap conversation. Good to be back. This is my first time back in 2023. What a bunch. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> so uh, had a good time yesterday. It was the first time we started uh, back with three services again yesterday and- uh, Three on Sunday. Yeah, three on Sunday. Four total for the weekend. Uh, thanks for that, Greg, yeah, like appreciate it. it. I like the,
1: Gotta keep plugging that away, man, yeah, at Thursday nights. Right. <laughs> yes. Got,
0: that's, yes. That was my next right thing. <laughs> that went super well, though, this week. I, um, Super well. Spaced out so well, so many people at each one. I yeah. thought that was perfect. What was it, about maybe 50 was the highest, highest variance between services yeah, and yeah. attendance, yeah. which yeah. is what you dream of when you plan something like this. So, yeah, so awesome. thanks for all you people doing that. Absolutely. <laughs> Great for all you in-person folks What's showing up at? so spaced. Don't change services. <laughs> yeah, stay right there. I mean, if we'd set up reservations and tickets, we couldn't have done that. Anymore. No, 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 that was, it was good. Well, that was really cool, but it was a good Sunday started a new series called The Bottom Line, and uh, I enjoyed it very much. Some of them I don't, some of them, you know, you just uh, really enjoy, and others you just kind of, I don't know, some of them aren't as meaningful to me personally, but uh, had a good time yesterday. Yeah, no, it went well. Uh, Messages were well received uh, yesterday. Kind of
1: going off of this theme of the bottom line, (laughs) kind of really breaking it down about what's the bottom line when it comes to, and what it means to, to serve Jesus. Um, why do you think that this message series is so important for us to hear right now?
0: I read. I, I read something. It was. Uh, I was at home last August uh, when my mom was passing. You know, and I was scrolling through, and I I happened upon a tweet by Pastor Steve Gaines at Bellevue Baptist out in Memphis, mean, a really great church where my daughter has worked, and uh, he had tweeted something along the lines of Micah six eight, and mm-hmm. he listed the three things there. And I've read that many times. I don't know that I've ever done a sermon series on it, but it just sort of hit me there. I'm sitting out on the deck behind my parents' house, right. and it just hit me. We ought to start 2023 with this verse and these three things. It just, there it was. Right. But I think it's important at the beginning of the year, all the time, but a lot of people at the beginning of the year start thinking about changes they need to make and practices they want to you know, bring into their lives, which I think is always a good thing. Um, I just think it's a good time to consider what I really want to focus on. You know, Luke started the year off with us with uh, shifting your focus. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's really good to follow up with that, with just focus, three things I can look at, make simple.
1: Yeah, yeah. so, you know, kind of taking that idea of where uh, Luke was sending us last week with shifting mm-hmm. our focus and then uh, mm-hmm. you kind of following that up and saying, okay, here's the three things that as a church that we can focus on when it comes to this mm-hmm. year and sharing Jesus. And, and that Micah 6 eight verse there. Uh, talking about uh, doing the right thing, uh, being kind, and then walking humility, and so that's kind of where we're going over the next couple of weeks. But this week, focusing in on on doing the right thing or doing the next right thing for us, mm-hmm. um, and that is a overwhelming uh, thought and idea <laughs> and, as a whole. There, um, when it comes to when it comes to doing the right thing or doing the next right thing, what do you think is one of the? And this is for I guess for really for both of you. What do you think is one of the biggest hurdles to people actually doing uh, the right thing?
0: next right thing in their life. I think for me, often it is that I'm I'm more concerned about outcomes, I'm I'm thinking about the results of my action Mm. and whether the results are going to be comfortable or not, most of the time. That's a hurdle Mm. for me because I'm thinking, okay, if I do this, they're gonna do that. Or if I do this, that's gonna happen. And I think doing the right thing, I hope I didn't make it sound very comfortable yesterday because it often isn't comfortable. Right. Doing the right thing is simply saying, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is the right thing. And kind of saying, well, the outcomes will be what they are. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to make up my mind to do the right thing. One well, of the hurdles for me is just that discomfort
2: in knowing what might happen. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's good.
2: Yeah. I mean, I know for me, it's a, I'm very much a peacemaker kind of person, so I'm always trying to balance like, which I can't do, but for some reason I feel like I have to, and that, so there's always going to be that do the right thing, but other people don't think it is, and then I get stuck in my head of, well, what are they going to think of me, and all, all, everything that's attached to that. Um, So I would say that for me would be the biggest hurdle, is just getting past, I know this is the right thing to do, so I have to do it, I need to do it. Right. And so you kind of ended your message with that as far as saying, and then let God's going to take care of the rest, you know? So
0: many times I mentioned yesterday, I do a lot of coaching with leaders. And I, I see this again and again and again with leaders. Uh, when we come down to the end, we try to form some action steps, you know, that they're going to take before their next time that we talk, you know, and so many times it's have a conversation with somebody. That's their action step. Have this conversation. And I would say 85, 90% of the time, they knew they needed to have that conversation before we ever met. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just difficult. And they were dealing with the discomfort and the awkwardness they may feel and just having to typically confront something. And they're worried about the other person's response. But deep down, they know they've got to do it. Right. You know, so sometimes it's just, Man, we gotta pull the trigger on this decision right. and, and do it.
1: You know, you guys are, are, are mentioning that and I'm and I'm kind of thinking about the way that that we are taught to process decision making, right? You're supposed to look at all the different outcomes and weigh out uh, you know what will happen when I make this decision, or if I make this choice, weigh that out. Um, but it, it, it really sounds like at the end of the day. Uh, even though the consequences may not be or the outcomes may not be what you want it to be or what you would hope that it be, it doesn't take away from, you still know what the right thing is to do and you still and you still have to do it regardless of what those outcomes or what those consequences or what those hurt feelings uh, may be uh, or what the damage to the relationship may be as well. You still have to do what's right uh, at the end of the day.
0: You know, I think it's such a burden to have to live a highly calculated life. Mm-hmm. To always have to think about the complexities of what might happen and all the moving parts in a situation. I know in leading an organization like we do, um, you can get so lost in that. Sure. With everybody's different opinion and and what could happen. uh, Six different things could happen, good and bad, with everything you do. And if you live under that calculating mentality that you always have to figure it all out, that's just a burden that that I don't think you reach a certain point you just can't carry that anymore and mm-hmm. you just have to say. I'm going to get in the word, you know. I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask the wise as we talked about, and I'm going to find out the right thing for me to do, and uh, that I'm going to do it. Yeah. Hang the outcome.
2: <laughs> you know. Sometimes you just have to do that. Right. Yeah. And I love that you brought up the points because I mean, obviously, that's a huge part is those steps. But I re- I, th- I think a lot of times I go, how do I know what the right thing is? Because a lot of times there's multiple. I could do that. I could do that, and none of them seem like wrong. Right. So I mean, I, I get, and is that kind of why you led into like get into the word and, and kind of walk through those three things? Is like saying how do you know which? I guess that would be my question. Is like how do you know which which path to take sometimes?
0: I sort of, you know, I anticipated that question coming. You know, you try as a communicator process the questions your audience is going to be asking and answer those questions while you're there. And that's the big one that I thought they're going to be saying, well, okay, I need the courage to do what's right. You know, I want to be inspired to do what's right. I want to be encouraged and and just emboldened to do the right thing. But then the question is, how do I know? And that's why um, we went into those three things, the word, the spirit and wise counsel, you know, and uh, we laid those out. And honestly, it never occurred to me. One thing that was funny, It never occurred to me until about the second time I preached that, that those things are in order of authority, you know, the Bible, you know, read the Bible, it's like the highest authority. Then the Holy Spirit and your impressions of what the Holy Spirit is saying to you, it's powerful, but it always has to be submitted to the written word, of the scripture, and then the counsel of wise people. But I think you have to use all three of those many times. There may be a situation that um, the Bible doesn't really speak to Sometimes the Bible gives us principles that can guide our decision-making process, but sometimes they're just decisions that are, you know, it's maybe an area of tension where the Bible kind of puts something in tension and there's a bit of gray in your mind about it. That's where a lot of times you have to go on the, what the Holy Spirit is saying to you in your own heart, you know, and I really think yesterday was an invitation for people to stop the whole mental wheels turning all the time, not to abandon their mind, but, but to stop living just in this pros and cons list and what everybody's gonna do and calculating list to begin to develop that instinct for what the Holy Spirit is saying inside their hearts, because that's available yeah, that's for good. everybody. you know. So that was the other thing, just instinctually begin to hear what's right inside right. here and feel it. There's times that you can feel it when you can't explain it. You know, I yeah. gave an illustration yesterday of something that the Holy Spirit just led me not to do. And it was a feeling. I had nothing mentally to go on. Mm-hmm. You know, everything in my mind checked out that something in my heart wasn't right in my spirit. So, you know, that's that second level there. And then beyond that, when you're making big decisions, I always like to ask people. I really do. Mm-hmm. And that requires some humility.
1: Well, you had, you were referring to in the message uh, when you came to seeking out wise counsel, you were talking, you know, you made the you know, illustration about you know, talking to people who are where you would like to be or have done something that, right. you're, that, you're, that you're wanting to do. Um, oftentimes what I feel like it happens with people when, when they start thinking about wise counsel, they talk about people that they've surrounded themselves with and oftentimes, that's people who are just going to agree with you, no matter mm-hmm. what. No matter what you're you're choosing to do. Wise counsel is not your it's not your friends who are just going to support you no matter what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wise counsel is more of uh, you know the people who have gone before me who know what who know what, this particular area and have the ability to tell me when I'm when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm.
0: You've got to welcome that into your life. And I see people making decisions that are sketchy at best. Yep. You know. And oftentimes they just they reject people that disagree with them, and they try to pull people into their lives that agree with them, yeah, I see that a lot and and like a person will will think they're in love with somebody mm-hmm. right, and all the people around them are screaming saying, "This is wrong, this is terrible, do not do this, this is not the right person for you. There's all kind of red flags, and they'll often cut off all those relationships and stop calling, texting those people, just stay away from. Them. And they'll get all these new friends in their lives all of a sudden that will encourage that decision. Yeah. And I tell people all the time if someone has proven themselves to be a true friend and proven that they really care about you, then their advice ought to carry a lot of weight in your mind. It's mm-hmm. good.
1: One of the things uh, that I was thinking back over uh, the message from this weekend. You you uh, you talked about the idea of break uh, of focusing on the word do and the word right. You talked about do being an action an action word. It requires us to actually get up, move, do something yeah. uh, in this. And then you talked about right and broke it down for us when it came to scripture and talked about that it really is more of a focus on justice or yeah. or, or, or being just. Um, that kind of shapes uh, a little bit too when it comes to doing the right thing because it's not just about the decisions that you're making, but it's about how you are helping people. And I think it's actually one of the things that you talked about, you know, you know help other people. Um, and so I, for, for us, and in, in just an everyday sense of that, uh, an everyday sense of that and looking for people that, that need help, what does that, what does that look like for us as a, as a church or as, as believers in Christ? What does that, what does that look like uh, in a practical sense?
0: Well, uh, I said this weekend, and uh, when, when you see a need and that you can help with, yep. there is a responsibility there to help. You know, If you have the ability to do something for someone, responsibility may be a bad word. I don't like false responsibility in their needs sometimes that we can't help. But if I see someone hungry and I have food, yep. they're going to have food too. And I think it's simple. I was... Um, during the great toilet paper crisis we had some years ago of
1: 2020 feels <laughs> like
0: everybody was uh for for it seems like a couple of months everybody's like where do they have toilet paper because toilet paper's gone everywhere you yeah. know and uh i i found some and uh big uh, big old you know membership club size uh toilet paper and i had it in my trunk and uh I pulled up to my house and I was taking it out of my trunk and my neighbor yelled over and said, I see you got toilet paper. I said, yeah, how y'all doing? He said, we're getting close uh, to running out. And I said, brother, I said, uh, if I have some, you have some. You yeah. know, I'm not in here hoarding this stuff away. Yeah. If my neighbors need it, they're gonna get it. Yeah. And we're all gonna run out together if we do.
1: And I mean that's a that's a funny illustration because we all remember
0: you know, running run
1: low on toilet paper, right? But I, but it's also really really practical too. That if I have something and I can share it with somebody, why why wouldn't I? I mean why why shouldn't I be able to help out somebody
0: in whose need? Whether it's whether it's toilet paper or food or, or clothes or whatever. I have this question for people that you know hoarding emergency food in the basement in the attic, you know, and you can buy these buckets of stuff. And I'm not saying having that is wrong. Sure. But when I see that, I think, okay, if you've got an attic full of food, you live in a neighborhood, and the the apocalypse, whatever apocalyptic thing you think is gonna happen, happens, are you just gonna lock your doors and protect that food with shotguns and just eat it till you finally run out and starve to death? Are you really gonna do that? I just don't think I could live that way. And I'm not trying to be noble, I just don't think I could see the Little kid down the street starving while I'm in here eating my bucket of freeze dried food, you know, and keeping them out. I just think I would be giving that out. And if the big event, whatever that they say, some say is going to happen, you know, we don't have food,
2: yeah,
0: we're just going to give it out and share it, and then we're in this together, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just what I think it yeah, is. Yeah. It's that old. Remember that old fire movie, Backdraft? Mm-hmm. I never forgot the quote from that. If you go, we, we go. Get, yeah, uh, We're all together in this. And uh, that's true. If uh, I want to live my life that way, whether they're Christian or not. Sure. I'm not going to sit around and see somebody starve if I've got food. Yeah. That's good. That's
2: really good. And I love the three. I don't remember exactly what you said, but if you see someone help them... Um, the next one was forgive. Someone uh, offends you a you forget They were all really good. <laughs> I don't
0: remember what you said, but I remember making it. I remember, I remember it. pay them, that would <laughs> change your life. If you owe somebody, pay <laughs> them. Pay them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that one went over real well, by the way. Yeah, yeah. that one always. I don't know if uh, uh, <laughs> the people that are owed money yeah. really like that point, yeah. always. You know, uh, yeah. Do the right thing, you know? If you owe a debt to somebody, pay them. I've seen, my dad ran a business uh, when I was a kid and uh, all his life, dad has worked hard and provided well for us. And uh, I remember him talking about how some Christians and even some pastors would come in and get work done and and, kind of leave and just wave and say, well, I'll catch up with you or something and never did. Mm -hmm. So he could tell you. I mean, he doesn't broadcast this. Sure, it's been in private. But he could, he could list you out a number of Christians and pastors who never paid him for the work. And I thought, you know, that's just stealing. That's all it is. Right. And everybody goes through hard times, yep. and sometimes a bill may hit that you can't pay. But I think the right thing in that situation is to call the the person that you owe and contact them, however you need be and need to, and and just make some arrangements to give them something. right? And I know a lot of people in business and and landlords and everything else, and um, the ones I know, the huge majority of them, are gonna understand that and gonna work with you if you do something.
2: Hmm. Hmm.
0: The other thing that I thought, we didn't get into, but uh, what is right is not something we get to pick either. Hmm. It's not something of at the deepest level what's right for you. This is my truth and your truth. Right. A couple of important points that we didn't really hit yesterday because you just can't do everything is knowing what is right comes from Jesus, first of all. The the knowledge of what's right and the standard, better word, of what is right comes from Jesus himself. And then the power to do right comes from Jesus himself. It's not something we can really live rightly, apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ. I believe yeah. that in my heart and soul. You can you can do good things without Jesus and you can certainly uh, follow some of his principles and obey some of his practices without knowing him but to live rightly is to surrender to Christ mm. and allow his life to flow through your life.
1: That's good.
2: I think my favorite I don't know if it made it into all the messages or not but I know it made it into at least one just when you said the world doesn't it doesn't need more Christians making posts and holding mm-hmm. signs and doing all that. Because it, it needs to show the action of doing right, showing the reflection of Jesus, the right that he is in the world. That, I mean, that was by far my favorite. I feel like I
0: mentioned social media just about every message. You almost have to. Because I mean. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's so out there, and I see, I see a lot of Christians on social media that need to hear this series. Right, They really do. The do right is an important part of it. Next week is about being kind. And then the next week is about walking in humility. I know I'm previewing, but uh, it's not what this is for, but so many people are just unkind on the internet in general and on social media. I guess they get behind that keyboard and they have the anonymity to just uh, say what they really think and just blast people. And I see Christians doing it. and I. It's just a, it's a mark on the body of Christ. It does not help people become more like Christ. Yep. Um, so the kindness is gonna be good for that. And yep. then the humility, the third message, is just an idea of, I wanna tell Christians, you're not right about everything. <laughs> you know, sure. I, there. I, I may have said this, I know I've said it before, maybe in, not in this forum, but uh, so many Christians on Facebook every post they make just says, I'm right and you're wrong. Sure. They could just post that and leave it up there. <laughs> and that's, that's all they need to put because that's what their social media says. And I read it and I'm like, you're, you're not helping the cause at all. You're not really changing anybody's mind. You're not really leading anybody to Jesus. You just like the feeling of hitting that button and saying, or whatever it is, and yep. saying, yep, showed them again today. So maybe the right thing is don't hit send. I'm getting mad now. <laughs> I'm gonna we'll post something right now. Okay. We're all tempted. I'm tempted sure. to do it. Sure. I hear things and see things, and it's just not right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, the the world needs a new kind of Christian, but not really new. Yep. It's not really new. It's old. The world needs some. It's let's make it simple. The world needs people like Jesus on this earth. They really do. And sure, he could get mad. And sure, he could uh, run people out of the temple. And sure, he could get really passionate. But that was about the right things. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Hmm. That's good. Anything else you got? One of those things is wandering in my head. So I guess you could almost say, the next right thing could be to just not do something <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. for some of us it's just don't do that. just don't do that make it make it a day without doing that and the, the right thing could the be to be to refrain from posting yeah. on social
0: media be honest with you I've thought about just turning it off in my life and I may do that at some point I may just say uh, I'm only on Facebook and Instagram you know and, and I don't post a lot anymore uh, but I'm just wondering about the use of it anymore it's a I don't know i I've, I've debated it a lot, just just staying
2: off of the mm-hmm. and you can watch these videos on youtube so that's right that's right. you
0: can go wherever you want. you know there's a bunch of places you can find this, so uh you know i just that world is just so it, it really gets toxic mm-hmm. you know you go on even like a uh, marketplace to sell something. This is not a slamming in it's just the people that get on there and see uh the hatred that's and some of it by christians so we're called to make it different we're called to live a different life that's actually attractive to people yeah
1: and that involves us doing the right thing it does whatever that is
2: yeah that comes right
1: and that and that doesn't come from our own thoughts or our own our own
0: ideas it simply comes from jesus and we can discover that through his word his spirit and wise counsel fun thing uh on the message Sunday, one of my cousins was watching mm-hmm. who who I talked about my grandfather, uh, my papaw pointing his finger saying, do right. And it was her grandfather as well. It's yep. on that side of the family. And she said, oh, I remember him well. And he said that to me also, which is so cool. How about that? I wish everybody could have meet him and uh, what a character, real character, but a godly man, godly man. Fantastic.
1: Yep. Well, great job as always Thank this you, past sir. weekend. It was great. Fun. A uh, great word for us to kick off with and looking forward to the rest of the series.
0: We appreciate everybody that listens, everybody that attends. If you're attending Upward Online or in person and you're watching this, just know how much we love you and appreciate you. And We we really want what we do to be a blessing to you. That's really one of the, our main reasons to do this, to glorify Jesus, obviously, and be obedient to him, but to do something to bless you and lift you up. So thanks. Yep.
1: Hey, and if you got questions, make sure that you're submitting those to us so that we can get those answered. You can just simply uh, send them to us Uh, right here in the comment section, or uh, you can send a direct message to us. That'll work out great. All right, well, we're going to cut it off now and get ready for next week. All
0: right, see y'all next time.